0: Get here on the fan. Now it's time, as we always do, to get to the fan focus. All right, leading us off tonight, it's going to be the morning show. Ken and Lima on
1: Nick Chubb. So you want to extend Nick Chubb, or are you saying why have they not? Now we, uh, do we, we, we make a decision on what I would extend Nick Chubb. I said that two weeks ago. I would extend Nick Chubb. Spread the money out. You got a good running back there. Spread the money about. It. If we're if we're seeing the best running back on the Cleveland Browns since Jim Brown,
2: why wouldn't we spread it out? So what number though? Because Chubb, I have no idea. Chubb, what the cap number is about fourteen eight. Derrick Henry's is sixteen three. Are you willing to go with that number again?
1: Ask yourself who's more important to your football. Wait, what? Let me write that down again. What was that? in Those numbers?
2: The cap number. Uh, Nick Chubb. The way they spread it out before is
1: fourteen point eight. Okay, how do how do I lower his cap number without going into the weeds here? Well, you 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 give him a you give him
2: a contract over the next four years, and you give him guarantee the guaranteed money. I mean, he's he's got to get a bunch of guaranteed money. It gets prorated, of course. There's going to be a dead cap situation at the end when inevitably he's going to be into his 30s and a shell of what he is
1: now. Can I get him down to 10 million dollars a year? What does the market look like? Can I get him down to nine like million dollars a year? I don't know what the market looks like, but I'm giving you extra years. I'm giving you long-term employment. Next year's not guaranteed. You just said it. So if next year's not guaranteed, I'm guaranteeing you more years employed. So I'm going to give you, say I can get you $9 million next year. Say you play the rest of this year on 14.8 because you don't want to give up that money. But I can get you the next couple of years. Say i give you three more years at $9 million a year. And I can guarantee each of those $9 million. All right, well, let me look across my across my depth chart here. Who's more important to me? Ask yourself this question, everybody. Nick Chubb or Jerome Ford? Hey, Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. All right? Even though I thought Jerome Ford might be his replacement at some point, let's say Nick Chubb. Who's more important there? Wyatt Teller, Jed Wills, Joel Batonio, Jack Conklin's a no-go. That's over the next two years anyway.
0: Who's more important? That answer's got to be Joe Batonio. I just, it's tough. The the, the conversation is interesting because it takes so many twists and turns. I think Miles Simmons is right. We had him on Odyssey Rewind, 8 o'clock. I think he's right. I think it's just the fact that Nick Chubb is no leverage in this conversation means that the Browns have no obvious reason to extend him. Unless you just think they need to operate in good faith because he's been such a good soldier and you want to keep it about the memories, then okay, fine. But as of right now, I think you walk that one up to the finish line. I think you wait and see that Nick Chubb, after he hits that 1,500 carry mark that Pro Football Focus always talks about, that Dalvin Cook just crossed this past off season or this past season. I think you wait and see that he still can average five and a half yards per carry. He can still be this awesome back year after year after year. He's going to get to a point where he just has to prove it to you. There's no there's no point in extending him from the Browns' perception. There's just not, it doesn't exist. And if he's still great at the end of it, we'll talk to him. He wants to be a Brown for life by all accounts. I, I, I don't know why he wouldn't be. I, I, it's a fascinating discussion, though. All right, next up. Hit me with that whistle. Give me the good stuff here, James. Hit it up. There it is. There it is. All right. We move forward. Afternoon drive on whether or not weddings are fun. I think funerals put like, life in perspective more than weddings. Okay,
3: show your work. I'm just... Yeah. You are just t- you got great no, takes, I, by the way, no. today. No, I just... Great takes. Are these hot takes? No, I I don't know. But there are takes enough for me to keep yeah, saying you show go your go to work. a wedding, it almost makes you feel guilty.
2: Show your work. Well, these people are so happy in and love, and, and really no one else there is.
3: Not true at all. It reminds me of how much I'm in love with my wife I am.
1: Okay, then you're the anomaly.
3: That might be true. <laughs> but yeah, do you agree, by the way? Second weddings, it's not, there's nothing, but I don't want to be in a second one Because everybody's going to say the same thing that you did at the first wedding. That's actually my favorite thing. When, at every wedding, there's at least one person, either in the reception or... Or in the actual wedding, that's like you guys are just meant for each other. And secretly, in a good deal of weddings, there are several people in the audience saying, "You sure about that?" Going full Tim Robinson. Keith, care to chime in because you? Are oh, because he that, hates love. Oh my God! Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's his love, own. love. What are you talking uh, about?
4: You love your love. You don't love yeah, love. Absolutely. Show your work. I'm a very emotional person, not. (laughs)
3: Um, Yeah. Yeah, Big softy. Big teddy bear Keith Britton is what
4: we call you. You won't see any emotion out of me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've been to a lot of great weddings, but I've been to more that suck. I've been to a lot of bad weddings. What is a bad wedding? I just think if I'm sitting there less than an hour into the reception and I want to leave, I'm just clock watching. But but what quantifies a bad reception or a bad wedding? I think we talked about this the other day with uh, Mac and some of the other people that were back in the background here. Uh, I think if you have bad DJ, Mm -hmm. if you, I hate to say this, a lot of people probably roll their eyes at this, but if you don't have any alcohol at your wedding, you can expect people to leave early. Uh, 100%. And I think if you don't give people enough food. (laughs) Yeah, like, the food thing is is The food legit. thing, I think if you have a small meal, you need something else during the night to keep people... I don't hate like that. Like even a snack or something, some kind of snack bar or whatever. You need something else if your meal's not big enough. But, like, I think majority of it's music and alcohol. And, I like I said, I think a lot of people roll their eyes at one or the other of those. But I, that's the truth. That's so, what it is. So I would say,
3: wedding DJs, there's a sliding scale there. More importantly... don't And don't ever get a lot, of band. Just... Just, whoa. What do you got against live bands? At at weddings. What do you got against it? Just not my thing. I'll take a really good live band over a bad DJ. I
4: mean, bad DJ is the worst. If you're going back and forth between music genres and dancing music, if you get people on the dance floor, you better not break it because they're not coming back for a third time.
0: A live band is the best part of a great wedding. A live band is a great wedding. You never have a great wedding where it's just reliant upon a DJ. That's not that's not reality. you wanna maybe I'm different. I I might be different, but I love live music. I think a live band, you wanna talk about the epitome of a classy wedding? Live band is the epitome of a classy wedding. Not a DJ where you're like, hey, can you can you please play this song and make this one right? No, when you get a live band, you give them all the requests, you set out the music. It is what it is. and it, I don't think like a nice ten piece eleven piece band. It's fantastic. I love a wedding with a live band. I, I've never been more insulted on a wedding take in my life. There was like seventy five wedding takes in there. I've never been more insulted than that one right there. Live bands are awesome. Sorry to anyone that is like a DJ wedding out there. You're not my you're not my jam, I guess. It's not that you can't make a wedding great with it with a, a DJ. but historically speaking, What's more impressive to you? Someone that is actually pulling off the feet five feet from you or someone that is just hitting a button and then acting like they're the marshmallow dude? Like, come on. Obvious. obvious. All right, next up, we go to Baskin and Phelps as they discuss Shohei Otani. Wouldn't it
3: if a guy could do both? And I, I the whole thought of, well, you can't practice both. Why not? Well, you've done it your whole life. I don't understand. You've done it your whole life. How did we get to this point where everything had to be specialized? I don't and I'll know. even I'll drag that over to football. Are you trying to tell me that not one of these guys could kick, or if you wanted to and you had a backup defensive back, could he not play wide receiver? Why couldn't you oh, know? What I'm saying the only thing is, is an had... offensive lineman may be able to play defensive tackle. You you see it from time to time, Andy, that a defensive player will go in on offense. Usually, as a lead blocker, you know, right. Something like that. Yes, but there's no reason a corner couldn't line up in the slot. Maybe you think the only thing I would say there is much more exposure to injury. You know, in a game that leads to injury. I'll buy that. It's the kicking thing that drives me crazy. Don't Jeff? Yeah, but look it's, at it's, look it's at just how to me. S- there are so many times that it feels like such a waste. But look how specialized
4: it is now. All
0: right, I just need everyone to appreciate for a second just how great Shohei Ohtani is. And if you saw last night, he's the first baseball player to reach base four-plus times at two-plus home runs, strikeout 10-plus batters, all in the same game since 1890. Okay? It's been a long time. But here's how impressive he is. He turned a conversation about Shohei Otani into a debate about Baskin and Phelps, who have watched sports for I, I, forever. Forever. It feels like, okay? They know sports like they know everything. I mean, like they're incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to sports, right? That's what I'm trying to establish here. They turn the two of them into a discussion on whether or not more athletes should be two-way players. That's how great Shohei Ohtani is. He, he like He's making it almost a normalization that you, you should be able to play two different positions at the same time. That is incredible. What a feat that is. If there's ever been a greater sight, it's that right there. Debating which positions could be more... No one ever talks that way. Shohei Otani is normalizing that conversation. That's incredible. Next up, Kenneth Anthony on the fog.
1: Uh, I thought it was just fog driving in today. I didn't realize it was bad air quality.
0: Uh,
2: horrendous. And it smells like a smell burning it. fire. I didn't smell it. Well, fires do burn. I don't know why I said burning fire. Yeah. Um, it's It smells like... Like, we've got forest fires right here in Cleveland. And I smelled it in Bay Village, and then I'm it. like, oh, that's my car. Or or it's something, maybe the neighbors had a fire last night on a Tuesday night.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the vaunted Tuesday night fire. You're living large if you while, can do while that. Well, it's raining out last night, yesterday.
2: That puts out the fire when you're done. Uh, that's a good point. Then I get downtown, it smelled exactly the same. Yeah. And then you could not see the terminal tower from the Interbelt Bridge.
1: I thought it was just fog. I figured because it was raining yesterday that there was fog left over I I didn't think I didn't smell anything I didn't think twice about it and then AA came in and was, oh, "Did you smell the smoke?" I went, What's "Smoke?" Uh, no strong. I, I can't believe you couldn't smell it. I didn't smell a thing. Is that bad? Are you a long hauler? I can taste my coffee. Some people still don't have the the I, I knew on. with Robert Kennedy Jr. in town yesterday, he was a you fundraiser. would have to say something today, and here we are. I knew you'd have something off to get off your chest.
2: I've heard him on three podcasts. I did not. Go, I was invited last night. I didn't go.
1: Why didn't you go? Uh, I
2: I don't go to anything anymore. I can't yeah, but go to that's, I
1: mean, you still got it. I don't care what you. You still got to go see that, right?
2: I would have liked to. I would have liked to see. It was a what? A town hall event?
1: Yes. You want to went to see that? Not like or a would... town.
2: Ta- wasn't a town hall. I don't think he was taking questions like a town hall format. Yeah, which I was he's, at there? Which he is doing. Yeah. I think on my favorite cable network now. Oh, beg your pardon. I think he's hmm. on News Nation tonight. He is. And they have Bill O'Reilly coming on right after with Cuomo. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding <laughs> me. Oh, I know what I'm watching. How are you getting to bed? I know what I'm watching. <laughs> are you gonna call in? Are they gonna
1: have the call? They take calls. Yeah. Cuomo likes his tweets. Yeah, he does. Cuomo likes Lima, Ly- mm-hmm. and Lima sits at home. And now it's like Lima's favorite thing is he gets likes from. from I almost said Mario Cuomo, which Cuomo <laughs> is. This? is it Chris, Chris Cuomo. Chris. Is Mario Cuomo still with us? Ooh, I don't know. I don't think Mario so. Cuomo is.
0: I don't know I that ending. I've heard it four times now, and it cracks me up every single time. Uh, I called it fog leading into this because uh, Ken goes out of the gate and calls it fog and then corrects himself and says air quality. Obviously, I know it's air quality and not fog, but it feels like we're playing in the same game. It was weird walking around downtown today, and then it, it almost felt very pandemic-esque. Where some people were wearing masks, some people were not wearing masks. You didn't really know what was right or wrong. You just knew it was a little bit of a nuisance. And you also felt like you were taking in a pack of menthols. That was It was just uh, not a great walk for myself, if I'm being honest. Not a great walk, but I definitely did smell it. And I I don't have the best smell. I definitely did smell it. So, I don't know. Maybe Ken is a long hauler. I'm not sure. Uh, We close up the fan focus here. As we go back to Afternoon Drive, Nick and Dustin... On Miles Bridges, he teases elite ability
3: both offensively and defensively on the wing. Mm. The one, the one real consistent hole in his game, and I don't know if it's just because of the the, the name Bridges, because Mikel Bridges has struggled with this as well, is creating his own shot. But I imagine playing next to Donovan and Darius, I would imagine that matters a little less with with the shot creators that you have, especially if Evan can can kind of develop that part of his game. Um so as a player, yeah, I think it would be a no-brainer. And and it really comes back to the price, which Robin kinda talked about. Like if you could get him just on a contract for the middle level exception, I don't think that's gonna happen because I think the I think the Hornets would probably match that deal. But if you could even, you know, get him on the middle level exception, or uh you could turn Karis Levert in a sign and trade back to Charlotte so that Charlotte doesn't lose him for nothing. Four Miles Bridges, from a basketball perspective, I don't know there could be more of a no-brainer on the market this offseason, from the basketball perspective. Everything that everybody says that, they, that the Cavs need are a relative, I don't want to say easy, but they're things that you can find. Like the guys that they're talking about for the mid-level exception. Max Strus. They're Max Struses every offseason and at every deadline. And I say I like Max Trus. He's yeah, a really but nice player. he's also player. coming off a tremendous playoff run. And there's and a so little it's fear. recency bias. Yeah, now. a little little fear there also that you could overpay a guy on a, on a playoff run. But uh, George Nguyen, literally, George Nguyen, can those guys can be found every offseason. Elite wing uh, guys. He's not elite yet. His last year in the NBA that he played, he scored 20 points a game and really, really, on both ends of the court was a really good player. But a guy with elite upside at the wing position, you don't get those guys. And you certainly don't get them at a discount.
0: It's going to be a no for me. I know it's going to upset you. Nick had a lot of good things to say about Miles Bridges in there when it comes to his on the court. It's just the off court. It's just too much for me. And I don't feel like I'm being a hypocrite about it. I know I can separate the art from the artist, and I've done so when it comes to Deshaun Watson, and I can do so here as well. But anytime you bring a player with off-court drama into the mix, you got to worry about whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze and whether or not the -the off-the-court drama will find its way into the locker room and the culture. you got to worry about those type of things. And with the Browns, That risk was always there, but the roll of the dice was definitely worth it because you had a quarterback that can be a top-ten quarterback in the game, and you're not winning without one of those. You can win if you're the Cavs without a Miles Bridges. I promise you, you can. You don't need Miles Bridges, a guy who's never been on an all-star team. You don't need a Miles Bridges in order to be a great team or contending for an Eastern Conference title. I think you need a good player, no doubt about that, He's not, he's not the person you throw into the mix in order to try to get you over the top. Not in my estimation. It's going to be a no for me. I don't see myself changing my opinion on that either. I just don't feel like, we we we'll get to this more a little bit later on, I just don't feel like the Cavs are in the position to take someone like that on right now. They just took on Imani Bates. Now they're going to add Miles Bridges into the mix. It just doesn't make sense to me, guys. It just does not. One plus one is not equaling two here. All right. Leave that there. We come on back. Sarah Walsh. Good morning football. Went after one of my favorites. Yes, went after the great game of golf. I'll explain what she said and I feel personally attacked. We'll do it all next off the beaten path coming your way at 9 9:40, uh, excuse me. But first